Welcome to session two of Wellbeing Beyond Measure. It's technically the third session, but I considered the first session kind of session zero because it was an introduction and it's actually made things a little confusing. So if you're confused, don't worry. I'm a little confused as well. We're in this together. This is part of the exploration for figuring out what this will look like if I decide to offer well-being beyond measure as a course offering. And if you don't have contacts, if you just stumbled into this, I recommend that you check out the previous episodes of the podcast and also consider joining the private community beyond measure, which will be linked in the description of this podcast episode, because you can come and participate and interact live. I do this at least twice a month. I'm still figuring out the rhythm for 2024. And this is part of the reason I decided to start this course right now at the beginning of this year is an experiment for what this might get uncomfortable will look like moving forward. And one thing I really enjoyed in 2023 was doing interactive live episodes and doing well-being beyond measure on the podcast. It made complete sense to offer it as an interactive experience for Beyond Measure members. It is free to join and I would love to have you part of it. Today's session is building upon last week's session. And this is part of my philosophy around well-being, the things that I learned in the certified coach training I went through in 2022, as well as the ongoing research and reading and education that I have around well-being. Last week's session and episode centered around awareness and really taking a deeper look into yourself, which is really a big theme in all of well-being. And today we're going to build upon that through a, a term that I don't feel 100% about, actually. And I'll explain why before I share the term with you. It's hard to find the right words for things because each word that we hear, really, whether we are conscious of it or not, we interpret very relative to how we're feeling in that moment, to our life experience, to really who we are. And one thing that I really aim to do in life in general, but especially as a well-being coach, is to not make assumptions. And through each of these sessions, my goal is to guide you in gaining clarity around what works for you. So if you see me use a word, terminology that doesn't resonate with you, that's great. In fact, one thing I'm going to ask you to do today, which will probably be the case in most sessions, is to make sure you have something to write with. This could be a journal, a scrap piece of paper, any sort of physical or even digital document that you can refer to over and over again. And if some word comes up that I say or used does not resonate, I would love you to write down why or just write it down as a note for yourself to examine later. I encourage you to challenge me. This is also part of the reason that I hold these sessions live is getting live feedback from you on what feels good for you and why this is really the biggest aim here. 
And this is also part of getting uncomfortable. The aim of well-being beyond measure is to navigate uncomfortable times by elevating your self-care. So determining what that means for you is a huge goal so that you feel more prepared and more clear about what is going to work for you. So here's the term that I'm going to use today very lightly, which is goal setting. There was a chat with some of the Beyond Measure members before we began the recording today around how this word goal lands with them. And it was really enlightening. So I encourage you to start by thinking about what does this term goal setting mean to you? And even if it doesn't feel like a trigger, if it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, examining it is helpful because sometimes we just take things at face value. Maybe we're very used to them. They feel so commonplace. We haven't even paused to think about it. And this is your opportunity to pause. Goal setting is something a lot of people do at the beginning of the year. We're recording this in mid to late January 2024, so it's still the beginning of the year. A lot of people like to spend this time of year planning ahead. One way you can think about this is creating a blueprint for yourself. Maybe it's a vision or just knowing what the next steps are for you if that benefits you. Not everybody wants to plan. Some people really enjoy living life moment by moment. And I think that's beautiful. It's actually a, a huge recommendation to be present. The goal for a lot of people actually is to try to be more present. It's hard. So if that comes easy to you, acknowledge that is a win that is beautiful. And you can disregard any of the advice and any of the questions here and just contemplate how you can continue to cultivate more presence in your life regardless of what other people are doing. One of the Beyond Measure members brought up the example of being in an interview for a job and how it's so commonplace for someone to ask about your goals, to ask about a five-year plan or whatever. I hear that all the time, maybe you do, and I don't really like answering that because my goals are always changing and I feel a little bit of pressure to have the right answer. But this is an opportunity to get clear on that and decide, do you want an answer at all? And if so, then maybe coming up with something that works for you, something that can shift a lot, that is moldable, or maybe it's just something that you could say to people when you're asked, because it, it can be a little awkward if you don't have an answer at all, unless you want to say that. You could actually say to someone, I don't have goals and I don't want them. End of sentence. <laughs> Maybe that's what you get out of today's session. Perhaps you want to have something to reference in those moments when someone asks you about your goals, just so you can move on from the conversation. Because a lot of times people aren't really listening. They just want to prompt you to say something and then move on. <laughs> so there's so many different ways that you can approach this. And my encouragement is for you to really figure out what's going to work well. And I think that begins with determining how you even define and react to this word goals. Now, I've mentioned in previous sessions and recordings that I offer group coaching within Beyond Measure. This is the only paid feature of Beyond Measure right now. And there's a small group of people that come together. It's modeled after coaching practices that I've learned. And one thing I've been adding into there slowly but surely is mini mindfulness 
audio tools. Essentially, they're shorter recordings that you can refer to at any time, that you could do over and over again, that you can reference whenever you need it, that you can take your time with. And I just recorded my first one in the most recent group coaching, which is centered around setting a vision for yourself. And again, really determining, do you want to set a vision at all or going through the exercise? Sometimes we don't know until we've tried it. If that appeals to you, if you're looking for more tools and you're looking to experience coaching in a group setting, I invite you into this element of Beyond Measure, which happens every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. So let's dig in and spend some time with that question. How do you define the term goal? You can begin by writing this down. What does the word goal to you mean right now? And is there another word that you would prefer to use instead? Do you want a synonym? Do you want to replace it with something? When you hear things like the phrase goal setting, would you rather scrap that altogether? It reminds me of the word busy for me personally, as I'm just sharing an example and hopefully you're doing some journaling, but if you're feeling stuck and curious at all, I think busy is a great example. I don't like that word. Sometimes when I hear people use that word, I just ignore it. That's their word. That's fine. But if somebody asks me or directs a question or a statement towards me about busyness, I usually will say, that's actually not a word that I use. It's true. I don't like that word. It triggers me. It, it's uncomfortable for me. It, it brings up a lot of emotions for me. I think it's a filler word. I think that it's overused. It's often a great opportunity to have a conversation about busyness. And I often find that when I start that conversation, if it's appropriate, depends on the context, a lot of people can relate to it. It's just that they don't have an opportunity to discuss it in a deeper sense. So this is your opportunity to discuss it. What does the word goal bring up for you? How do you define it? What does it mean to you? Does it resonate? Or do you want to scrap it all together? If you're listening to the recording, I encourage you to pause to do some writing around this if you can. And if you can't, maybe come back around to this later and revisit some of these questions. Take your time with this. I recently learned about a Japanese concept. I pulled up a little thing that says how to pronounce it. Ikigai. Ikigai is how to pronounce this Japanese word. And essentially, it's about the reason you get up in the morning, your purpose. Happiness for Cynics podcast says that Ikigai comes from the people in the small Japanese community of Okinawa, which is a remote island with a remarkably high number of centenarians. That's people over 100 years old. And it's been proven to be a major factor, not only in their longevity, but also their happiness. So thinking about why you get up in the morning, is that based on purpose are you waking up thinking about your goals? Maybe you just wake up because you have to. That's what the body does. So maybe not taking this a literal direction, but 
how are you feeling in the morning and why is a great way to process this. And part of the goal today is to assess or reassess your vision because a lot of times when we're working through periods of challenging mental health or the uncomfortable times that I mentioned, when we reassess our purpose, our vision, our goals, our priorities, we can start to approach things in a way that's more appropriate for that time in our life, whether that's a season, a short period of time, or ongoing and into the indefinite future. So with some of these thoughts in mind, I'm going to read one of the responses that came through from Beyond Measure members who said that goal reminds me that sometimes is needed like paying your car registration on time. And you prefer plans instead of goals. Ooh, I like that. Plans instead of goals. There you go. Maybe a task. Checking things off on your to-do list, that resonates with me. In this moment, I'm trying to think about a lot of these answers I haven't necessarily stopped to do myself. This is the one challenge of leading workshops is that I'm so focused on delivering and facilitating that I often don't give myself the bandwidth and the time to answer these own questions, these questions for myself. and. I'll say right now that I don't have an answer off the top of my head, but it seems like this word plans is resonating with a number of people, including myself and beyond measure. So thank you for sharing that. I want to take a moment to do some breath work because now that you know the concept that we're talking about today, you might have a lot of emotions coming up or you might not feel grounded and ready to answer. We're going to spend some time answering some more questions, either privately or together in the interactive element of this. And a helpful way to get into that headspace is to do some breath work. This is something I often return to in coaching, and I'd like to take a moment to do this together. On the screen, if you're watching live, is a pulsing dot against a purple, bluish background. I'm going to turn up the audio I have in the background. I'm very excited about this. I found some music that can be used publicly to play, some ambient, calm, meditative music. And I'm going to bring it up to give you an opportunity to do some breath work. And then we're going to get into this journaling activity to dive deeper into goals, plans, vision, purpose, just to get you in that mentality to maybe find some more clarity. All right. So I'm going to switch the track over, turn up the volume, and encourage you to bring some attention to your breath. Maybe for the first time today, maybe for the first time this week, unless we are intentional about it, 
many of us don't even notice that we're breathing unless it's really extreme. When you bring attention to your breath, it grounds you in your body and change your state, reduce stress, help with feelings of anxiety and bring you some clarity. And bringing attention to your breath can mean just noticing or it can mean shifting it a little bit, closing your eyes, breathing deeper, changing the rhythm if you want. Some people like to hold their breath once they breathe in, release it and try to get all of the breath out of their body. When it's all out of their body, some people like to hold it, see what it's like to have very little breath before you breathe in again. And as you do this, notice how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally. Did anything shift for you? Imagine that you're preparing yourself for an immersive experience, almost like you're turning on the faucet to fill up the bathtub. And once the bathtub is full, then you step into it and you have the experience of taking a nice warm bath. And that bath is the next part of this session. If your eyes have been closed, you can start to open them gently and bring your attention to a journal, a document, piece of paper, and whatever you're going to write or doodle with. Words don't always come. But moving your hand is a helpful way to process and bring out thoughts. So we're going to move into this journaling activity. And the goal of this is to start to refine your understanding of yourself. Heather Havrilski said, the more you refine your understanding of your ideals, the more you'll see them echoed all over the place. 
And when you have clarity on your goals, your plans, your vision, your purpose, it can help you embrace the possibilities. It opens you up. It can help you navigate challenges, uncomfortable times. So let's begin with the first prompt. And if any of these prompts feel challenging, try just doodling. See what comes up through those movements of your fingers, your wrists. And if ever they feel complex, see if you can just pick one word, even if it's a placeholder, it doesn't have to be the ultimate answer. And this first prompt is a big one, which is what do you believe in? With questions like this, I find it helpful to start a list. So if you're similar to me, list out as many things as come to mind right now around your beliefs. And it could be one thing. It could be spiritual. It could be ethics, values. We're going to spend some time in an upcoming session getting deeper into this, but this is just the starting point for now. And I'll give you about 30 seconds per prompt. You can always return back to it, build upon it, and have the same answers for every prompt if that feels good. Prompt number two is what do you love? Maybe it's a list. Maybe it's something current, present, something that's always there. Maybe it's a person, an animal, a place, a thing, a task. Maybe it's all of the above. Prompt number three is similar, but maybe you have a different answer for it. What do you care about? Right now, in general, whatever time frame you'd like to give it. What do you care about? The next prompt, what feels exciting? What excites you? What makes your heart race? What makes you smile? What do you look forward to? What gives you butterflies? The next prompt is what feels worthwhile in your life? right now with however you want to define now what feels worthwhile 
worth your time, worth your energy, worth a commitment. And you can use that for the next prompt or shift away. The next prompt is what are your priorities? Maybe just one, maybe a few. What is a priority for you? And even if you don't resonate with the word goal, we'll use that as a just a way to get to the end result. Okay. So you can replace the word goal with whatever feels good. Maybe it's plan, but turn one or some of your answers into a goal statement, perhaps. So if somebody said to you, what is your goal? Or what is your plan? What are you working on right now? What would your answer be? It might not be something you've written down yet. But you've gone through a process of clarifying some things. So what is that right now? I have three more questions for you. And you can return back to any of these at any time. But let's move to the next one. Which is what triggers or cues can you create to remind you of your goals? Catherine Price said some great examples, such as if you want to spend more time reading leave a book on your bedside table. If you want to cook more, lay out a shopping list for that recipe you're eager to try. Set up a charging station for your phone that's not in your bedroom and buy a standalone alarm clock. So those are pretty small goals, but they are goals. They are things that you want to accomplish to shift so think about your goal or your plan and what can you do to remind you to do those things? A very common example is if you want to work out in the morning, put out your clothes that you're going to wear the night before. I do this every day. Mostly because it saves me time. I want to get out of bed, put on my clothes, get out the door. It, it is helping me achieve something. And it's already done. So a step has been accomplished before the day has even begun. Makes it easier. So what's your version of that? And a way to contemplate that is with the next prompt which is the antithesis, what triggers can you avoid because they create obstacles to your goal? 
A few more examples from Catherine Price are delete social media apps from your phone. Maybe social media is getting in the way for you. And if you still want to use social media, you can set up a system like just using your web browser. And let me tell you, that works really well. I go to TikTok.com instead of using the TikTok app. And it's nowhere near as convenient as using an app. So it limits the amount of time I spend, which helps me continue with my goal for using social media less. Another example from Catherine is to disable notifications. So putting your phone on do not disturb or airplane mode or going in and refining your notifications so you only get specific types that aren't going to interrupt your day. Maybe it's establishing rules for yourself or people around you that are related to goals so that everybody's on the same place, on the same page. Some people like to put rubber bands around their wrist or rubber bands around things. Catherine gave the example of putting it around your phone as a reminder to pause. There's so many things you can do to either avoid something, to remind you not to do something. It's a cue. And it's helpful for our brains when things feel hard. A helpful way of reflecting on this can be that progress means that there's been a change between where you began and where you are now. So I would say that you've already made progress towards a goal or a plan or a vision or whatever it is your aim was today. You have made progress between the time you started listening to this and the time that we're at right now. So give yourself a little pat on the back. Sometimes we lose sight of minuscule progress relative to the bigger places we want to get to. And having support in your awareness and your understanding can really build your confidence. And that's why I bring this up. When you make adjustments and changes in your life, remember that nothing is final. And it's really helpful to be open to experimenting and playing more in your life, just like you might have experimented with what these words mean to you. And I bring this up right before the final prompt to really give you a way to contemplate your final answer for this, which is how do you want to measure your progress towards this goal, if at all? When I created this community, Beyond Measure, it was based around my triggers around measurement. I don't usually like being measured, but sometimes I find myself with really helpful metrics, measuring sticks. So it's key to understand what type of measuring sticks are helpful for you to use, if at all. And if you do use them, when is a good time? When is a supportive, beneficial time? Set some expectations for yourself around when these measurements might be used. 
great example in my life, I'll just say, maybe it's not a great example, but <laughs> I'll, I'll add in this example that I'm currently doing a 31 day yoga challenge. And I'm doing that because it gives me momentum. I'm not measuring my body except for how my body feels each day. So I'm not weighing myself. I'm not using a measuring tape, but I notice how I feel having committed to 31 days in a row of yoga. So both the commitment to the days, the time frame as a measurement, as well as noticing my body and checking in with it, those are beneficial measuring sticks for me right now. And they're indicating progress. You can look at measurements neutrally. You can look at them with curiosity around any sort of data. And notice if it helps you refine and craft the path ahead. So with that said, I encourage you to continue contemplating, reflecting, or decide if you want to throw this all out if nothing is beneficial to you, if this doesn't work. That can be a fantastic way to decide what might work for you. Knowing what doesn't work is just as beneficial as knowing what does work. If you would like to share anything, those of you who are listening live, you can put it in the chat. I invite you to come in to be on measure and share. There are session recordings, there's a chat section, and you can continuously join the, this might get uncomfortable, recordings beyond well-being beyond measure to really connect with me with other people to take some time for yourself to reflect to refine to envision to play to experiment you are always invited here i am so deeply grateful for getting to know you well-being beyond measure continues every friday at 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern within beyond measure you can rsvp you can add it to your calendar and if you're listening to this after these live sessions happen that's okay because that's where those interactive podcast episodes will continue and a reminder if you do want to come into group coaching that happens on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, it's $20 a month. So if there's four Wednesdays in the month, that's $5 a session. They are an hour long. We do activities like this, get deeper in into it, and also do a lot of sharing so that I can customize the coaching to each participant. Thank you so much for listening, for holding space for yourself and energetically holding space for other people. It really makes a huge difference when you show up. I will be back again for the next session in about a week, depending on when you listen to this. Maybe you can listen to the next one right away. It's a great thing about podcasts. <laughs> and I'm wishing you all the very best with whatever life holds for you, the comfortable and the uncomfortable times, all of it, the full spectrum of life. And until next time, 
I will say bye for now.